Welcome to the Shoreline, brought to you by Shores and Islands, Ohio, the Midwest's hottest vacation destination. I am your host, Jill Bauer. Joining me today is Shores and Islands social media manager, Dayton Barnett. Hey, Dayton. Hi. How are you today? Oh, it's so awesome to be back. It's like I was just here. I know. We just did this. It's okay. We, we're, we're getting ahead of the game here, getting lots of podcasts in the can. So we've got lots of things for people to listen to. If you're new to the podcast, our destination is located on beautiful Lake Erie. We're between Toledo and Cleveland on Ohio's north coast. And Dayton and I are here to give you, the listener, the inside scoop on everything happening here in our island and coastal communities, the events and attractions that we think you will want to visit. So hopefully you're following Dayton's adventures on our social media channels. He's been out and about doing a lot of local dining recently, <laughs> promoting a number of great food destinations and also some hidden gems in the region. What, are, what have you been out discovering, Dayton? Mm, most recent discovery, Christie's Cafe in Elmore. It's, it's a little bit of a drive. It's like 40 minutes, but it is honestly, it was pretty relaxing and the traction was really good out there Like for a random like. I don't know, I'm pretty sure it was like Wednesday, so, but it was really nice, the really tasty food, they've got ice cream, I, I might, I may or may not have gotten a scoop, I, <laughs> shocking, no judgment, but, I'm um, not surprised at all, and you probably got hot chocolate, oh yeah, I definitely did, I, I hot chocolate, every time I go anywhere, because I actually don't drink coffee, and I went to Gathering Grounds, uh, like a couple of weeks ago, and I don't drink coffee, but, so I got a hot chocolate instead, uh, so that's yeah. usually my sub. Didn't you say at Gathering Grounds, now that one's in Huron, they have a Lake Erie Love Latte? Is that yeah, what they we, had? Yeah, we have a Lake Erie Love Latte, like a Shores and Islands Lake Erie Love Latte that nice. I did not know about. Um, and it's on like it's on their menu screen. Like as soon as you get there and it's on the on the screen, um, it says like Shores and Islands in like four different places then Lake Erie Love Latte. And they she said like a lot of people order it. Like they say it's pretty good. It's like a it was a coconut caramel pecan i think flavor oh wow um you know okay the, i could be down like with the that. yeah it was yeah she said people like it I, I hate to jump ahead to one of our guests but uh, i know emma is a huge coffee drinker and also from the elmore ish area <laughs> So I'm going to go ahead and introduce Emma. Uh, she's joining us today. She's another Shores and Islands team member. Emma Melter has been with the team for about a year and a half in various roles, and she recently took over the position of sports tourism manager. So hey, Emma. Hey, Jill. Thank you guys for having me today. Oh, of course. Have you been to Gathering Grounds and tried the Lake Erie Love Latte? Um, I have not, but I have been to Christie's. The coffee's good. The cinnamon roll is better. <laughs> um, Dayton, I don't know if you tried it, but if you haven't, you'll have to I make a return trip. It. I think I must have got there just a, like a little bit late. They didn't have it. I got a, I got a scone. Not bad. Not bad. All sounds delicious. <laughs> So today we're talking about indoor winter weather fun. We're going to be talking about one of the year-round reasons to visit our destination. And that is, of course, first-class athletic and event facilities. Thousands of athletes and their families visit each year to participate in a number of both indoor and outdoor sporting tournaments. So, Emma, you are now our sports tourism manager. Tell us a little bit about what that is and what you do. Yeah, so I'm jumping in both feet. I am taking over our sports tourism role, like Jill said, and I am really focusing on bringing in new sporting events. We've got some great facilities in the area, along with communities for the use of Lake Erie or even some of the rivers that um, fishing tournaments, boating tournaments, or regattas. I'm still learning some lingo. 
but it's always really exciting. And then once we're getting them here, helping them if they need help with lodging or other sponsorships, we have a fantastic conference and event grant program that Tiffany, another one of our Shores and Islands members, mm -hmm. um, help facilitates. And it's a great program. It really sets us apart from some of the other destinations just because it's something we can offer to those groups coming in. And do we ever use that grant program towards sporting events specifically? We sure do. A lot of our fishing tournaments are grant recipients. Also at Cedar Point Sports Center, Kalahari, some of the other venues like that, they have their event right holders participating in the program as well. It can be used to help with marketing, transportation needs within the area, and a bunch of other things. Well, that's awesome. So if you are listening and you have kids in sports or you're an event planner for sporting events, make sure you reach out to Emma, make sure you reach out to Shores and Islands and find out about that grant program. And then, of course, about all of the amazing venues that we have to offer. So speaking of one of those amazing venues, we have another guest with us today. Joining us on the shoreline from Cedar Point Sports Center is their general manager, Justin Kajowski. Justin has been involved in youth sports in some capacity for over 20 years. Almost a decade now, Justin was part of the original staff at Sports Forest Parks, and Justin helped lead the tournament operations team for several years before venturing indoors at the Cedar Point Sports Center to become the director of operations. In June of 2022, Justin was promoted to the role of general manager and has helped lead one of the industry's most successful operations teams. The Cedar Point Sports Center has been a major economic impact driver in the Sandusky area for almost five years now, helping to drive over $100 million in economic impact and keeping hotels and businesses quite busy in, uh, you know, what was traditionally kind of a dead period in the, in the Sandusky, Ohio area in the wintertime. In 2024, Cedar Point Sports Center will host over 45 tournaments, bringing visitors to the area from across the country. The 2024 tournament calendar includes volleyball, basketball, cheer and dance, wrestling, jiu-jitsu, baton twirling, craft fairs, expos, and some symposiums. I'm not sure what all of those things are, but uh, welcome, Justin. Thanks for joining us today. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. So tell us a little bit more about the Cedar Point Sports Center. What kind of uh, facility is that, and what kind of events do you host? Yeah, thank, thank you so much for the introduction. Um, so our, our, our facility has a little bit over 145 5,000 square feet of, uh, of space, 95,000 or so square feet of maple hardwood playable surface. We have an eighth of a mile walking track for community use. We have a family entertainment center that contains rock climbing walls and a ninja course and a, a championship gym that can host roughly 750 spectators as well. So a little bit of everything for both the community and traveling sports. Yeah, your um, intro mentioned volleyball, basketball, cheer and dance. All different kinds of sporting events are held over there. It sounds like you have a pretty full schedule. Yeah, so we're, we're tremendously blessed. Uh, our calendar is is mostly full for both 24 and 2025. We host a lot of volleyball, basketball, cheer, dance, wrestling uh, in, in the spring and summer months. And then uh, in the fall, we get into some of those non-traditional sports that you mentioned, like jujitsu, craft fairs, baton twirling. Uh, we, we have an upcoming fishing expo uh, before wrapping back into our, our busiest season, really December through June 1st. Yeah, we're, we're really happy right now that it's your busy season because it's bringing a lot of people to the area 
area. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I think that's what we were designed to do uh, when, when building both of the sporting venues. Again, Sports Force Parks was an additive to, to an already busy summer season here with, with Cedar Point. And now the, uh, the indoor facility certainly helps keep some of those businesses booming in the off season. So I think we've done a really great job of, of staying with that mission. We might have, we might have stepped in, stepped in there. I think yeah. we're, we're definitely going to ask some questions around there. Um, or, you know, really the benefits that it's bringing to the community and local businesses during the winter time, which is it was kind of like crazy to think about that. The, I guess you're saying the, the big time for you guys is the winter and not, not the summer. Yeah, absolutely. So, it, you know, being from this area, having grown up in Norwalk, everybody knows that traveling on Route 250 from the months of May through October is always a bear. Um, and that's because Cedar Point's driving that traffic, right? It, it's always an economic impact driver, bringing people from all over the country sure. to the park. So when you have a venue like ours that's designed to keep that business going, Driving down Route 250 now in the winter months, you, you don't notice much of a difference. Talking to hoteliers, talking to business owners, things like that, we've been able to drive people into those hotels, into the uh, in, into those local restaurants and shops and gas stations, um, and, and it's just extended the seasonality of what Sandusky really truly has to offer. It definitely has, and I would say that a lot of these businesses, especially the smaller businesses, benefit from having more people in town. Um, you know, a lot, we used to be a very seasonal destination, you know, where people, you know, where businesses would shut down or, you know, they would go to a, a, definitely a lower staffing level or fewer hours. And, you know, with tournaments and teams in town, there's a reason to be open. There's a reason to stay open later. There's a reason to have, you know, hotels open that normally were seasonal hotels or to have restaurants open the community has just really benefited from having your facility and bringing you know all of these additional people into the into the area you know during these what used to be we, you know, we can sure. no longer say but what used to be yeah. the slower months for the area right um, and, and you, you talk about that that's a secondary benefit for any any community looking to build one of these venues you, you talk a lot about economic impact hotel room nights visitors but right. you talked a lot about the jobs in addition to that too so these people who may have only had seasonal employment or may have to have job hopped in the past they don't need right. to do that anymore hopefully now those jobs are much more stable year-round well, and I think that the, the local residents benefit as well because we have stores and restaurants and amenities that, you know, maybe wouldn't even have looked at this area previously because it was so seasonal. And now we, you know, have the benefits of having these things that are here year round because we have a good year round population of guests and visitors in the area to keep those, you know, businesses going. So speaking of the locals, what kind of programming do you guys offer at Cedar Point Sports Center for the local communities? Yeah, great great question. So in addition to everything we do on the tourism side, we also have local programming Monday through Thursday in the venue. Uh, whether that be leagues that we run ourselves, whether that be partnering with local school districts to, to provide additional space so that those athletes aren't having to practice late at night, uh, or, or whether that be working with a group like the Pickleball uh, group local to provide some space for them to play in the offseason. We'll, we'll have thousands of people uh, in, in and throughout our doors each week. You know, last night's a great example. We had the start of our leagues this week for our winter two session. So in the building alone last night, we had cheerleading leagues. We had futsal leagues, rock climbing leagues, 
volleyball leagues. We had the club that we operate. And in addition to that, we hosted a Perkins youth basketball set of games too. So quite oh quite gosh. a busy evening yesterday. <laughs> uh, and, and that wow. is fairly common this time of year. So it, it's, it's something we've prided ourselves on is really being able to provide something in addition to what we do on the tourism side for the local community. Because I think as a lot of you know, there's, there's not a YMCA locally. There's not that uh, that that large rec center that that has that set of programs. So we're really proud of what we've been able to provide for for some of that community access. It's amazing that you can have so much going on at once, <laughs> yeah. all, so, all in one building. <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, I'll certainly have some more gray hairs uh, as we come into the spring season. But but the team that we have on, on our staff and and Alex and her group with the programming have done a tremendous job of of building those. I also want to jump back because you said a name of a sport that I'm not familiar with, and that sure. is futsal. Yeah. What in the world is futsal? Yeah, so futsal is a version of soccer that's played indoors on hardwood floors with just a heavier ball. Uh, and it's designed to teach a quicker pace of play. It's designed to teach foot skills and, and more of that individualized skill in a much smaller space. So uh, we, we offer those leagues on Tuesday and Thursday nights and actually have a, a local athlete helping coach that with us as well from Perkins. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's a lot going on there. Um and I, I I can't say from my experience I'll be I'll be getting gray hairs uh, just yet from it, um, but I do I am there every now and then uh, with a lot of events that honestly aren't even uh, you know traditional events that aren't sport related. I know earlier you mentioned uh, a uh, fishing expo, but what are some of the non traditional events that you guys have going on inside of the venue? Yeah, so that great question. I think you know we touched on our seasonality and really the bulk of our season being in the spring, but we also have three or four months throughout the year that we try to capitalize on booking the venue with some of the non-traditionals or some just maybe new sports that that are looking into the tourism era. So uh, we talked a little bit about baton twirling. So we work with a partner there who has a clinic one day where they'll teach some of the skills and teach some of the routines. And then the next day there's a competition. Jiu-Jitsu was just in the facility recently. So uh, they'll use the facility once or twice a year. You know, we also host what's called Best of the Bay, which is uh, yes. a spinoff of what was the Taste of the North Coast at one point. Uh, so Best of the Bay was something that we tried to continue and, and add a little bit of our touch to it. Uh, we, we love competition at the Sports Center, and, and we believed we could kind of tweak that model to, to be a little bit different for us. Uh, so we'll bring local food vendors from uh, from this area to compete and and be crowned the uh, the best of the bay. We'll have local local visitors come in, try those samples that they offer throughout the evening, and then vote on their favorites. Uh, so that, th those are just a few of the ones that we have. You know, we mentioned the fishing expo. Uh, this is where Shores and Islands has really stepped in and, and been a great partner of ours as we look to build this fall calendar. They've brought some of these events to us. And, uh, you know, I, this is something I always try to state when we have these conversations is we're not just a sports venue. Uh, we have some capability and some flexibility to do some really creative things. So we'll host an expo both uh, for, for the Crappie Fest this coming year. Uh, we're looking at a fishing expo in 2025 and then potentially hosting uh, some craft fairs this fall coming up as well. Oh wow! There's there's just really so much going on there. That's just it's, it, there's a lot. Uh, so recently, you guys opened an esports center, the Cedar Point Esports oh. Center. Um, can you tell me a little bit about what that is? 
Yeah, so that, another great addition to what we do at the Sports Center and something that brings a completely different demographic than we would traditionally have into our venue. Uh, so a couple years ago, Cedar Point partnered with a company called North Coast Entertainment to provide a, a little bit of uh, support on the, the build and expertise side when it came to esports. To be frank, that's so far outside of my level of expertise <laughs> that I, I can only give you the surface. I know just enough to be dangerous. But what it does <laughs> is it, it gives a, a non-traditional athlete an option to participate uh, in a sport at the Cedar Point Sports Center. So uh, I don't know how much you know about esports or gaming, uh, but yeah. it has become kind of the buzzword in in a lot of these uh, in a lot of these collegiate areas where they're now providing full scholarships for these. Uh, yeah. Esports Ohio has a state championship competition that they provide as well. Uh, so th- this is an opportunity to bring that into the sports center. They have 29 hubs. Uh, where you can play all sorts of games online. Fortnite is one of the most popular that they have right now. And in addition to what they do on just the drop-in side, they also offer leagues. They offer some of the camps, the clinics that will mirror things that we do. And then they'll offer birthday parties as well. So just another uh, another piece of the pie when it comes to, to what our facility can do. Dayton, you were over there when the eSports Center opened, right? Yeah, can you believe it? I got, a, I got a Larry to play a couple of games. <laughs> he was playing Rocket League or something. Larry's I'm actually goal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, if you guys don't know. I mean, Larry, Larry's, you know, very seasoned, and he was having a, a, a blast on the computer um, playing those games. But, yeah, we went up there and checked it out. It was awesome. It, it looks awesome. It gives that, that entire, you know, gaming energy. Obviously, it was built specifically for that. And you can't even, like, you can't even knock your kids for wanting to play video games now. Like, if they really wanted to do it, like... You can get a scholarship. It, it, yeah, you, you, you can, can really do it now. And there, there's a lot that goes into this, too. Um, outside of just, you know, you talk about Rocket League and we talk about Fortnite. There's a lot that goes into this at, at the elite gamer level where they've got coaches for hand-eye coordination, for fitness, for nutrition. Um, they have mental coaching and, and things like that that all kind of go into this. And on top of that, you look at some of the STEM classes and things like that that these programs can provide. And, and I do think there's a real benefit to adding that to the facility. I was recently at the facility, Justin, for a robotics tournament yeah, um, yeah. to talk about non-traditional sports. Yeah. Um, yes, I have a, no, no, no. What, a, what an interesting addition uh, to, to what we have here. So this is actually an event that we had worked on pre-COVID uh, with, with Nate Whaley over at Norwalk High School. Mm-hmm. And Nate and his team did a phenomenal job with that event uh, just, just recently and, and are already looking at booking late in 2020. And, and to grow that event. And, and on that side, it was just really great to see, again, a completely different demographic uh, of athlete than we would normally see and traditionally host at our venue, have an opportunity to use our space. I appreciate you calling them athletes. <laughs> Absolutely. I have, I have a fifth grader who's uh, new to robotics this year. And so obviously I am new to robotics and this sure. was the first time I'd ever been at anything like this. And I have an older son who has been wrestling his whole mm-hmm. life and they are actually very similar 
okay. in setup as, as far as the tournament goes, yeah. um, because you know there's there's brackets and there's a schedule, and they go up against different teams, and then they can earn points and move forward. And you know it's 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 you you wait around for a while, and then you go watch your kid drive a robot for literally thirty <laughs> seconds, <laughs> and then you wait an hour till their next <laughs> match or whatever. Yes. But that's what's so nice about Cedar Point Sports Center is that there was so much to do there. Um, and you, you mentioned it a little bit at the beginning, but um, I want you to talk, touch on it again. You know, like the, the additional things, the food service, the, yeah. the ninja course, you know, all of those kinds of things that families that are there for the sports tournaments can partake in or people, you know, that are just visiting the area can come in and experience. Yeah, so that, that's a great point. I, I think your experience is probably a little bit more on the unique side where you might have some of that downtime and you may have a few hours in between competitions right. and things like that. What we really pride ourselves on is, is providing opportunities for those folks who don't have that downtime where they don't have to leave the building. We have a phenomenal food and beverage staff that does a lot of great things. You know, your traditional concession stands are going to have a lot of fried food only and, and you know, bottled pops and, and no real healthy options. Well, a few years back when we hired our food and beverage director, one of the things that we started to do was bring some of those healthier options into production in-house. So we, we have a great selection at our cafe that, that gives options for really anybody, you know, anyone with allergens or anything like that, that we can uh, that, that we can work with them on that side. Is there an age limit for the uh, rock colony asking for a friend? Yeah, so the yeah, it's a great question. So the age does not come into play too much on the rock climbing wall. So there's a there's a weight restriction there, which you will be well within uh, that you won't have to worry about any of that. But um, th those are really based on your weight at the rock walls. You do have to be eight years old to use the ninja course. A great segue into another opportunity at our facility. We have with 23 rock wall climbing points um, where brothers, sisters, athletes, parents, quite frankly, even can go over and kill some time in between their matches and, and it is interesting to see because we do get a wide variety of folks on those rock walls <laughs> i can see you doing the ninja course dayton i, I want to time it i mean i mean for I, I mean i was asking for a friend so i'll let him know so thanks thanks for that information i'll, I'll let them know I, I will sure. be happy to pull that camera footage of you doing that anytime you want to come over and do that for you, Dayton. For sure, for sure. <laughs> lots of stuff, lots of stuff going on, uh, and with a lot of information, especially between Cedar Point itself and Cedar Point Sports Center, uh, where can people go to find all this information for Cedar Point Sports Center? Yeah, so our, our website is cpsports.com. Uh, and that'll have everything. That'll have our event calendar for the entire year. Uh, it'll also give you an opportunity to view the programming, what might be upcoming, what might be currently being able to be registered for. Uh, you know, released on February 1st will be our summer camp calendar. Uh, so that's a big deal for us. We'll host uh, we'll host several weeks of summer camps that should give opportunities of all kinds for kids to participate. Uh, and it'll also give you the walking track calendar on our website. Uh, the walking track is open to Erie County residents who fill out a profile and a waiver with us to be used at no cost Monday through Thursday. Nice. And the ninja course, rock wall, those kinds of things, are, are, are those things that, that could also be include, incorporated into like a birthday party situation? Yeah, great question. So we do offer birthday parties that incorporate both of those. Um, that can also be found on our website. There is a birthday party link there where you can book everything. It will tell you what's available, what dates and times. Uh, it'll also give you some contact information there if you have any questions that you might not find answers to on the site. Well, it's definitely great marketing. Like I said, when we were there for the robotic 
Olympics tournament. Now that I know that the, there's a birthday option, <laughs> my kid had such a great time there. I'm sure that we'll be coming back looking into that. Um, Justin, is there anything else that you wanted to add about Cedar Point Sports Center? No, just uh, obviously, again, thank you guys so much for having me on. Uh, really looking forward to continuing the partnership with Shores and Islands. And, and Emma, I'm really sorry you're stuck with me here moving forward. But uh, thank you again. I'm and, excited. And, yeah, thanks for the opportunity to talk about what we have at the Sports Center. Of course. Thank you. Uh, Dayton, Emma, do you guys have anything else that you wanted to ask about? I am. I, I'm, I'm good to go. I'm good. All right. Great. Well, we have had so much fun uh, chatting with you today, Justin. Thank you so much for joining us here and, you know, letting everybody know what's going on over at Cedar Point Sports Center. Uh, of course, thank you to the listener for joining us today. If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to like and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss a minute of the action here in Shores and Islands, Ohio. As always, you can find more information, including past episodes of this podcast, online at shoresandislands.com. And we'll see you next time on the Shoreline. Bye! See you guys.